Alright, what's up guys? Welcome back to this episode of the Haunted Cafe Podcast. Cheers. We are on episode 9. 9. 9. And I don't know if you've been following my TikToks lately, but today we are talking about something somewhat different this time. You know, compared to like the myths, the legends, the UFOs and all that stuff. I'll give you guys a hint. Muriel! (laughs) Today we are going to be talking about... Courage the Cowardly Dog Legends. Not really legends, but it's just like what they were, you know, yeah. what supposedly yeah. they're based off of. Yep. Supposedly, well, I mean, go ahead. Because yeah. I, I brought this up to her because I yeah. had randomly seen this on a TikTok and I was like, is that true? And well, we did some research and it's about 15% true. Yeah, basically. <laughs> 15% true. Well, we, before we get too, too much into it, we're going to talk about our tea of the evening. Um, I made cam- chamomile tea for us. Um, chamomile. Yeah, we both just ate some spicy stuff. Yes, and chamomile tea helps with um, indigestion. So <laughs> Yeah, so if you have uh, GERDs or acid reflux or whatever you want to call it. You got the GERDs. Yeah, try uh, drinking some chamomile. Sorry. A little ASMR. I usually talk during the ASMR. I'm not supposed you to do You do, that. every time. There we go. Yeah! What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so let's try our cumin meal tea. It's super hot still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that was hot. <laughs> he is hot. <laughs> I, I, you know, one thing I've always tried to imitate when I was younger was a Courage of Cowardly Dog laugh. Like, I can do, like, the one where it goes, <laughs> like, I think that's one of them. It's been <laughs> so it's like, long. <laughs> Where it's like panicked. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been so long since I've seen that. But yes. Uh, we're oh, going to stop drinking it, Ellie. Yes, it's good. <laughs> this tea tastes good. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about basically a meme. I guess that's what we. That's what I'm going to call it. Yeah, well, it wasn't really a. Well, it wasn't a meme. It was a TikTok. There's a difference. Well, a meme is just no, a photo. No, it was a. Yeah, it was a picture. Well, I mean, memes are usually funny. It wasn't really funny. Okay. <laughs> At anyway, least I think. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I it's a picture with some text. <laughs> but, it's um, a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> yeah. But basically, uh. it had a picture of the Courage, the Cowardly Dog House. It had a regular house, uh, basically in the middle of like a desert. And then it had the text that said something along the lines of like, um, you know, this Courage to Cowardly Dog is based off of a true story of a, a couple that disappeared, and the only thing that was left was their dog. From the uh, middle of nowhere! Yeah, they were located in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico, uh-huh. and I was like, if this is a true story, um, that's really interesting. Yeah. So I did, like, a crap ton of research, and like Alan said, um, it's basically only, like, 15% true. Yep. So we're going to get into the story about... What is true? What's not true? And yeah. um, I, 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 just, I just hope that as we're talking about this, outside of our window, we don't hear the slab. Return the slab. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Let me know if you remember that episode because that episode freaked me out when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't remember any of the episodes. I remember like bits and pieces. <laughs> I meant to do. Oh, there might be. In my mouth. Uh, I was going to say there might be pieces of the leaves. <laughs> no. the leaves. Oh, yeah, there is, but I'm not. 
Alright, so I figured I'd start off the podcast talking about the TV show itself. Just, um, just in case people don't know exactly what the show is, yeah. or if they've never heard about it. If you, if you don't have the yeah. prompt from the, from the very beginning of every episode of Courage Cowley Dog, I'm going to be severely disappointed. You do? Okay, cool. I have it! <laughs> right, I was going to be severely disappointed. <laughs> that would be a missed opportunity. Uh, the opening title sequence goes like this. Can I read it? Because I like the voice. Sure. <laughs> I, I get to it's, read something this time, guys. <laughs> it's the second so, paragraph. Okay, that's the one that we interrupt or whatever? Yeah. Okay. We interrupt this program to bring to you Courage the Cowardly Dog Show, starring Courage the Cowardly Dog. Abandoned as a pup, he was found by Muriel Bag, who lived in the middle of nowhere with her husband, Eustace Bag. But creepy stuff happens in nowhere, it's up to Courage to save his new home. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's basically how the intro of the show went. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure both of us have watched this show yes. when we were younger. I'm sure any 90s kid has watched yeah. this when they were younger on Cartoon Network. Um, I know I've seen a few episodes, but just in case listeners haven't, um, I wanted to go into a little bit of what the show's about. Uh, so the show is based around three characters. There's Courage, a pink dog who's a very good boy, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yet extremely easily frightened. Which... The things I do for love. <laughs> yeah. I'll be quoting a lot of courage. That? Yeah, he does. I'll be quoting a lot of courage this entire episode because I love that show. Yep. And like <laughs> as the title thing, the like title sequence progress, uh, he was abandoned as a puppy when his parents were uh, forced into outer space by a crazy vet. So just to like, that's pretty much how this what? show goes. <laughs> um, Ugh. Already, I can see how this is traumatizing. <laughs> but soon after, he was fi- he was found in an alley by Muriel, a sweet older Scottish lady. Uh, she decided to bring him home, bring him to their home in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Muriel had a husband named Eustace. Is that? Yeah, that? Eustace. Yeah, yep. Eustace. Because Eustace, useless Eustace. That's what it was like is one of the really? things he hated when he was younger. Because that's what everyone would call him. Uh, he got like he, he gets like emotionally like. Scarred? Yeah, scarred every time somebody says that, and he gets all crying and upset. Oh. Uh, he's a grumpy, selfish, and greedy old man who mistreats Courage all the time because he's jealous of him. Stupid dog, you made me look bad. That's what I said. I said, and even refers to him as stupid dog, which is like literally all he calls him. Um, Their house is a two-floor isolated farmhouse in what looks like a desert in the middle of kansas which is an, an actual place mm-hmm. uh doesn't that seem to doesn't ah, that doesn't seem too bad right well that's not all of it uh, hmm. courage and his owners frequently encounter monsters demons aliens mad scientists snowmen zomb- zombies <laughs> vampires and most of the creatures they face are hostile like well, yeah. they're out to obviously either kill the owners or Courage himself. Yeah. Well, one one episode I always I would always remember is um uh, the Foot Family, or I forget what the actual name of it was called, but they were like Italian mobsters. Man, see, this is what you gotta do, dog. Man, like, it, was, it was funny. Um, some only appear to be mean when in fact they are actually in distress and end up being nice to them. Which, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen the episodes. So yeah, I don't. Remember I, I remember a lot of there was a lot of the episodes where you know they were all buddy buddy at the very end of it. Yep. So, um. And usually the task of protecting protecting Muriel and Eustace mostly falls on courage. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> 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 
He fights off most of the creatures by himself without the two owners even knowing anything is going on. Yeah. Because I know a lot of episodes, like, Muriel will be in the kitchen, like, cooking and stuff like that. Just minding her yeah. own business. And, uh, yeah. Courage, would you stop that racket in the back, please? I'm yep. trying to cook you dinner. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. And even though he may be considered a cowardly doggo, he's definitely not. No. Uh, the entire, like, literally. Yeah, he... he fights off every single freaking one yep. of them even though if he's like as soon as Muriel or useless is in any kind of danger he just springs in the action like, yeah and i'm pretty sure that most like the episodes go back to normal yeah like you know everything just like goes back mm-hmm. but uh yeah so that's basically what uh courage is about um there are, there are some episodes where it doesn't go back to normal though like no. there'll be a few times when they're just left that way and the episode just ends and he's just like Ooh. <laughs> like, there's nothing he's like oh well <laughs> he doesn't even care <laughs> yep so, um, yeah, so that that's basically the point of courage. Uh, like I said, the reason why I started this was because I saw that meme. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm going to call it that. But um, we both grew up on courage. So I just wanted to start off this podcast by talking about what made me do the episode. There was a meme. You could call it, say, The middle of nowhere is an actual place located in New Mexico. The elderly couple who own the house with their dog rep- repeatedly witnessed many strange incidents. Uh, they once reported, reported seeing a creature they identified as a skinwalker. Mm-hmm. After reporting what they saw, the family disappeared under strange circumstances. Only the dog was shown. Or, only the dog was found. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's actually what the photo no, yeah. said. No, wait, well, 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 does it ever say the dog was found alive or was he found dead? It just said found. Which, I mean, there were, like, other stories about, like, Courage, all of those people and stuff just being made up in Courage's head. I mean, you have to to deal with the abandonment. Yeah. Um, it also shows a house by itself, like, out in the middle of nowhere with a cartoon, with the cartoon house underneath. Uh, when I first read this, I was like, okay, if that's true, it's absolutely terrifying, like, (laughs) that they actually... Did a kids' television show on... Based on a, a real true life. story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, as as I was doing uh, research, I realized that the photo couldn't be ro- more wrong. At least the biggest parts of the story are wrong. Yeah, like I said, it's 15% yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So, I just wanted to say that I personally could not find if Middle of Nowhere, New Mexico even exists. I couldn't find it. I tried searching it up on Google Earth. Just regular Google Maps. It's too close to Area 51. There is, is <laughs> there is a uh, RV like campground kind of thing mm-hmm. in New Mexico called the Middle of Nowhere, but it's just an RV park. It's not oh, okay. really like an actual place. Mm. Um, and as far as I can tell, as I can tell, I cannot find one. But if anyone else does find one, please let me know. Yeah, let us know because we're curious. Yeah, because I couldn't find it. Uh, the next thing I wanted to go over is the house in the photo. Um, supposedly there was a location, um, where David Parker Ray, aka the Toy Box Killer, um, was said to have brought those victims. Like, the, Mm -hmm. the house was actually supposedly where he kept those, uh, victims. Now, is there a lot of info on that, or is it just, is it... heck yeah. Do you think that would be a whole other episode, or did you go through it here? Um, I basically went over it here, because he was a serial killer. Oh. And, um, I really... He Wayne gacy this mofo. Wayne, Yeah. Uh, I really didn't want to talk too too much about serial killers on this. Yeah. Just because. Yeah, don't talk during the SMR. ASMR. 
<laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really didn't want to talk to you too much about the serial killer aspect of this, because there's so many podcasts. Yeah. There's so many podcasts based on true crimes. I just wanted to kind of, like, stay away from that if I could. Yeah, um, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted, I did want to talk about David Parker Ray on this, because he actually did pop up a couple times, because... He, he committed a bunch of murders in um, Elephant Butte, which is in New Mexico. Mm. I think it's only like an hour away from El Paso, which is where our story takes place. Mm. But he did it, I think, in like the 80s or something like that. Like, he did it later on. Yeah, yeah. So, his tales pop up, but I don't see any correlation to like our story. Mm. Um, so, like, the house that was in that picture, supposedly uh, he kept two victims there. But nothing I have seen suggests that this is true. Uh, for one thing, David Parker raised 60 possible victims were never found. 60? Dang. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's nothing compared to most serial killers, but still. Yeah. Never I think, found? <laughs> like, I think John Wayne Gacy had around 60. I could be wrong. Yeah. He could have had a lot more. I know he had a lot. Um, uh, yeah, they were never found. None of the bodies. Wow. Um, also, he was known as the toy box killer for a reason. Um I'm not entirely sure if all the murders occurred in the trailer, but he had, like, I was telling you about it, he had this trailer in his backyard where he would, like, have, like, a gynecologist chair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I he would, like, tie yeah. women up to it. It's just yeah. really bad, but supposedly he all He screwed of, up in the mind. Yeah, but basically all of that stuff happened oh, there. Shit. Yeah, I never found any kind of, like, evidence that he took bodies to some other place. Mm -hmm. So, whether that's true or not, um... I don't know. Uh, the world may never know. Yeah, so with that being said, what I want to talk about is actually a true case, a true disappearance. And I spent, like, so much time researching on it because <laughs> it boggled my mind. Hmm. Now, this, I believe, is more so the base of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Um, the story I'd like to talk about is the disappearances of William and Margaret Patterson. They lived at 3,000 Piedmont Drive in El Paso, Paso, Texas, which I think it's still around. Hmm. So when I search that address in um, Google Maps, it does come up with a place. I'm just not sure if it's theirs. Um, they were both known to be very kind of, to be very kind people, although a little secretive. Mm -hmm. uh, they were generally well-liked among their neighbors. They both owned Patterson Photo Supply, which is like a, you know, uh, photography place and uh william owned a boat a cadillac stock in a boat company and property in guamas mexico huh. all in all they seemed like they had a lot going for them like you know no reason to be distressed no reason to up and run off <laughs> so yeah. you know they they seemed like they were a happy couple yeah. um a few nights before their disappearance the pattersons had friends over uh, they were the wards. Their last wards. name. Yeah, I think it was Cecil Ward and somebody else, and Cecil. the wife. Um, guy named Cecil would get involved. Yeah, <laughs> he seems to be a good guy though. Oh, okay. Uh, they were owners of the Ward Motor Motor Clinic. Huh. I think I can't read my writing, but that's what we're gonna go with. <laughs> uh, they had dinner. Uh, like they had dinner with the Pattersons, and then Cecil Ward helped William in the garage. And he was never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> and they applied acrylic, acrylic to the boat. 
later on, when the wards talked to the police, they confirmed that neither of the couple had mentioned any plans to travel, like, yeah. in the weeks ahead. Um, in fact, Cecil and William had p- made plans for later that week. So, they weren't planning on going anywhere. Well, they probably were, and they probably just didn't want anybody to know about it. Uh, it could be a possibility. Maybe. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, let's just tell them that we have something planned next week so they don't get too suspicious and they don't worry about us. Don't be suspicious. Don't, don't be. be suspicious. Well, no, Cecil, and Will- Cecil Ward and William Patterson were going to go hang out somewhere. Wow. So, like, okay. he was going with, like, the two husbands or whatever were going to go do something. Mm-hmm. Um, on the morning of March 6th, 1957, a few days after the, that dinner that I talked about, Cecil Ward opened his mis- business and was met with a strange sight. It was Doyle Kirkland with William Patterson's Cadillac. I can't talk. <laughs> uh, Doyle Kirkland managed Duffy's photo service. And There's a even, lot of weird freaking names being tossed around. Yeah. And even though the two businesses were competitors, Doyle and William were close friends. So William owned Patterson's supply, or photo supply, and then Kirkland Doyle owned Duffy's photo service. Basically, they were competitors, mm-hmm. yet they were best friends. Not best friends, but they were close friends. Yeah, yeah. But it's still really suspicious as to why Why does Doyle have William's car. Yeah. You know, that's that's weird. Another thing, too, if you guys, you guys are probably going to hear me on the mic, but to those of you who are watching me on Twitch, if I yawn a lot, it's because chamomile is also supposed to put yeah. you to sleep, so. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I'm going to sleep good tonight. <laughs> I was going to say, I kind of did that on purpose, just because it's kind of, it's 9 o'clock at night, you know. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, 9.30-something. Yeah. So, when Ward asked why, um, Kirkland had, it's Kirk, I think it's either Kirkland Doyle or Doyle Kirkland. Yeah, Doyle Kirkland. I always got them too mixed up. <laughs> But um, when Ward asked why he had the Patterson car, Kirkland brushed him off. Hmm. Basically, you know, oh, get this parts fixed, you know, which that's sus. <laughs> yeah, that's a little suspicious. Um, he told Ward that he and William had worked on a boat the night before and that the Pattersons were going on a little vacation. Kirkland then asked Ward to fix some things on the Cadillac, hmm. which is like, I mean, it's perfectly reasonable that, you know... Not everybody gets told, oh, we're going on a vacation. Yeah. You know, but just the fact that they were working on the boat again the night the night before. Yeah. Because first it was Cecil Ward and William working on the boat. Then a couple of days later, now it's Kirkland and, War- and um, Patterson working on the boat. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with the boat? <laughs> but a no, lot. It's, <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere where there's no ocean and it keeps dry rotting from the weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just like, you know, it just seems weird that, like, he has that excuse, oh, we were working on the boat, and now I have his car. Yeah. Like, I, I'm pretty sure William was very proud of that Cadillac, and it's just, like, I, the way that people, like, describe him later on, I don't understand why he has the car. It could be really a simple explanation, explanation, but... Mm. um, So all of that was just really concerning to Cecil. And uh, he knew that William would have said something about them going on a trip, uh, I think it was also the fact that Doyle had the car and not William. Um, either way, it was it rose enough suspicion for Cecil to call the police. So, like like said, something had to be going on. Yeah. Um, when they arrived at the Patterson house, oh, what a sight they saw. And now, we're going to take a quick ad break. Yeah. 
How's it going everybody? This advertisement is for Budget Survivor, a YouTube channel that I own where I test out camping gear, uh, survival gear, camping foods, survival foods. It's a pretty much anything that has to do with the outdoors on a budget. So if you want to check that out, I recently put up a video about me trying Mountain House uh, uh, dehydrated lasagna, which was absolutely amazing. And I also did, uh, I do a lot of coffee ones on there right now. But yeah, if you guys want to go check that out, Budget Survivor on YouTube and uh, give me a subscribe. And yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, now we're back. Um, so what exactly did they find in the Patterson house? They found... Lions, tigers, and bear. Oh, my. Oh, my. I they think that's found... how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, they found the house completely abandoned, of course. Mm -hmm. um, dishes were still in the sink. Piles yeah. of expensive clothing, including a fur coat, which that's yeah. actually really expensive. Um, Especially back in the day. Yeah, had been left at the at the uh, dry cleaners. Hmm. Yeah, no one came and picked it up. Um, they, uh, they even had clothes out laid out on the bed as if they were going to put them on later. Hmm. Um, there was even a thing where it was like they had all these clothes at the dry cleaners, but they didn't tell them to like store it or anything. You know, like save it for later when they mm -hmm. came back. Yeah. So um, a lot of the articles describe the house as this. Uh, the house was devoid of life except for Margaret's beloved pet cat, Tommy. Hmm. Yeah, that made me sad. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> um, none of the utilities had been disconnected. Mail was still to be delivered on schedule, wow. which was strange because if they were planning on a vacation, all of these things would have been stopped. Yeah. You know, because who wants to pay for their utilities if they're not going to be there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, War, Cecil Ward fully cooperated with the police. Uh, he told them everything about the couple he knew, even on even an event that occurred a month earlier well, when William had gotten drunk in Juarez, New Mexico, and started a fight with a waiter. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that waiter um, came back for vengeance, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's worse, it turned out that he was having dinner with his mistress, a 20-year-old, oh, wow. Estefana Aromorphin. I'm really bad at names, so if I mess The wife it up, did it and vanished. <laughs> that's actually a theory, so... Wow, okay. Yeah. So, at the time of their disappearance, William was 52 and Margaret was 42. And I'm like... That's a 10-year difference. And I'm, I'm not entirely sure if her, her age is accurate, Margaret, because she wouldn't tell anybody her birth date. Yeah. She, like, not at all. Hmm. They well, would, that's like... Yeah, yeah. that's... That's typical. <laughs> and I thought, I was like, that's not really that strange. Because, yeah. like, back then it was all vanity. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you're going to tell somebody your birthday, you know, you can't lie about your age afterward. <laughs> How old are you, ma'am? I'm 24. <laughs> you have a cane. I'm 24. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, William had a little mistress. Wow. Yeah. Um, Willie Willie spreading his willy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, obviously, this made police question the Patterson's lifestyle even more. Mm -hmm. Clearly, it wasn't all it was made up to be. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if Margaret knew anything about William's mistress, but uh, both uh, sides of the couple were extremely tight-lipped, like I said. Yeah. Uh, they both really would not talk about their childhood, except to say that they had bad childhoods. Mm -hmm. Like, both of them said that they yeah. were, it was rough. Um... William had moved from Chicago, where he had worked as a carnival barker, which is basically a person that uh, tries to attract patrons to games. Yeah. So, you know, like the step right up. Yeah, come you know. one, come all. Yeah, yeah. he used yeah. to do that. 
Yeah. Um, and, and that'll come back kind of somewhat come back later. Hmm. Um, Margaret's family was strongly against their marriage from the start and even tried to make her choose between them and William. So she wow. had kind of a separated family. So I don't even, you know, yeah. if she, when she did disappear, I don't know how long it took before they knew that she was gone. Margaret was also extremely tight-lipped about how the couple had met, how long they had been married or together. Like, and uh, she was even tight-lipped about her birthday. Um, and like I said, unless that was some kind of like vanity or age thing. Mm -hmm. But just the fact that she wouldn't really talk about like how they met or like, you know. Because, you know, everybody loves talking about their love story. Yeah. Like, how we met and stuff. But, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Let's just say a very, a very specific uh, uh, social media app was involved. <laughs> yeah. But, um, William's father, however, was not surprised by their disappearance at all. Uh, he even said, uh, during his testimony in court, in court of inquiry, which is basically a group of people that are officially appointed to investigate a serious accident mm -hmm. um, to see if it was really, like, uh, an accident or if it was a, yeah, you know. Fraud. Um, yeah, so Luther, William's father, said that he expected them to disappear one day because William had a free spirit and the heart of a carny. He even said that William had disappeared before. Huh. So. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how, like, you know, why are you breaking stuff? I did on accident. <laughs> I don't know how much we can, like, trust William's father. Yeah. Just because I don't know what kind of childhood he had. But, hmm. yeah. So, the mystery. She was quoted as saying that William mentioned having to disappear soon and to do it quickly. She later took that statement back saying that it was false. Um, either she never said it or it was untrue. But... You uh, just said it. <laughs> but I don't know, you know. Yeah. Um, all that pillow talk. Yeah. Stuff can slip. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. Um, on March 15th, 1957, so 10 days later, uh, after their disappearance, mm -hmm. uh, Herbert Roth, uh, the Patterson's accountant, received a telegram. And Herbert the pervert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a, it was from Western Union office in Dallas, which is 11 hours away from El Paso. Um, mm -hmm. And it was from, supposedly, William Patterson. Um, I'm not sure if Doyle or anyone in El Paso could have, would have sent, traveled that far to send a message. But it will soon be known that the message was called in over the phone. Huh. So, um, there's no, like, handwritten paper yeah. that existed. So, they couldn't even tell if that was William calling over the phone. Yeah, because they didn't have caller ID back then, so. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... I didn't. I don't even know if they could track people's phone numbers back then. I don't remember. I don't think so. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> um, they know that the phone call came from near. Oh well, they must have because they yeah. know that the phone call came from um, the Love Field Airport, oh, which is okay. in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, the sender was listed as W. H. Patterson, which was weird considering that William's middle name was Durrell, mm -hmm. so it would have been W. H. D. Or sorry, W. D. P. Um, messed yeah. up. <laughs> hmm. um, so what exactly did the telegram say? It instructed Roth, the accountant, to act as a business manager for the Patterson's photo supply company. Not too strange. Um, it also instructed Roth to sell a mobile home that, own, that was owned by the Patterson's. 
Um, the proceeds were used were supposed to be used to supply the store, like you know, help yeah. it out. Um, also, Roth was to rent out the Patterson home for at least nine months. Huh. Which I gotta jump to this book. Notebook two. Yeah, uh, which to me is a little strange. Um, I have a theory as to why they wanted someone to rent out the space, but I'll try to jump back to that, like probably towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, one last thing, the telephone, uh, the telegram said was to hire a new store manager to replace William. A name was given. Mm. You know who it could be? Doyle Kirkland. Huh. The isn't guy that, that is, had. Isn't that convenient? <laughs> the guy that had William's Cadillac. Yeah, that is convenient. Yep. (laughs) And he's also technically his competitor. He had his car. He was, you know, he was there the night before. And he had, he's his competitor. He did it. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But even though the telegram and surrounding evidence pointed very harshly to Doyle Kirkland, he actually didn't stay around El Paso too long and moved away in the 1960s. I wonder why. And the the police lost track, track of him. So, it's like, if he did, like, I'm speculation here. If he did kill them, he didn't really get much. He got, yeah, he was the manager of the store, but it wasn't like he ended up taking the money or anything like that. So, you know, not sure on that one. But in the years after, many reports of seeing the couple surface. Sheriff Bob Bailey tracked down a few hotel workers in Valley Day Bravo. Yeah, um, can't talk. <laughs> um, and showed them photos of the couple. Uh, the few workers claimed to to have seen them, um, but there was no record of their stay. Uh, most likely, meaning that they changed their names. Hmm. Um, on March twenty seventh, uh, nineteen sixty four, seven years later, the Pattersons were officially uh, declared dead. Oh wow. Uh, to me, seven years doesn't really seem like a lot of time to no. just, like, yeah, they must be dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they probably just gave up. They were like, you know, this, the case is cold at this point. Let's just call them dead because they were old to begin with. That's pretty much what this That's pretty what, That's what happened. Like, they're old. Let's we'll just call them dead. Older. We're tired. Yeah. Older. They're yeah, not older. Because, like, 50 is not old. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's not. People, people only really <laughs> lived to 60 back in the day, so. <laughs> I don't know how far along ago it was 60, but. You never know. <laughs> yeah. um, My grandfather passed away, I believe, at 60-something, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm the owner, too, now. <laughs> uh, now, the case went cold for 20 years. Um, in 1984, a man named Ronaldo Yeah, came forward. Uh, he had information. He said that he had been the caretaker for the Patterson home and confessed to... Homicide detective Freddie Bonilla that he had found blood in the garage and also a piece of human scalp on the propeller of the Patterson's boat shortly after the couple disappeared. Huh. So literally like days after he found a, a human's like piece of a scalp on the propeller, which is sharp. Yeah. So well, yeah, they, they they kill sharks, they kill yeah. seals, fish, everything. So if there was some kind of like uh, struggle there and either somebody pushed somebody and they yep. fell into that propeller yeah that's yep. definitely a cause of a uh, incident i explain why he had the cadillac and then he bought the business <laughs> okay. uh ronaldo admitted to having cleaned up the mess 
Accomplice. Also, <laughs> also Renoro claimed to see one of Patterson's associates taking bloody sheets out of the home and tossing them into the trunk of a car. But, oh, I, I can't recall who that person was. Now this is 20, or, yeah, this is 20 years later, so who knows? Well, still, I don't you know don't how. forget that. Yeah, you don't forget, <laughs> unless he just doesn't know the guy. Yeah, maybe. Like, you know, know, he doesn't know who it is, so he can't be like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, so when asked why he waited so long to come forward, Ronaldo said that he wasn't a documented immigrant back in 1957. So that explains, yeah. honestly. Yeah, if he would have went there, he would have been like, well, you're yeah. just freaking lying at this point. You probably went well, to jail. He was scared of deportation. Oh, yeah. He didn't oh, want to get too. sent yeah. back to, uh, you know, yeah. I didn't see where he came from. Yeah. But, um, and also maybe being scared of being convicted. Yeah, that's Because, like, oh, you willingly cleaned this up? Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, you know. He didn't want to get, he didn't, you know, there's definitely a lot of pressing things for him that it's like, eh, I, I see his yeah, point of view. Yeah. Um, two years after he told his story, he passed away in a car accident. So any... Quote, unquote, car accident. Yeah, so any, <laughs> any other, like, information wow. that he could have given is unavailable now. There's a lot of coincidence going on around here. Yeah. <laughs> so there are many theories uh, about why they disappeared or how they disappeared. Uh, we're going to go through each one. Uh, probably the most popular theory is that William and Margaret were spies. Yeah, which, yeah. Um, some people claim to have seen William conduct a suspicious activity near Fort Bliss, which is a U.S. Army Army post about 20 minutes away from the modern-day uh, Piedmont, Piedmont Drive, Piedmont Drive, which is where they lived. Yeah. Um, Back in the 1950s, it was, I think it was towards, like, the Cold War. Okay. So, like, there were fears of, like, mm-hmm. Russians. And it was also during the uh, uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, like, oh, around okay, that, yeah. too. Yeah. So, uh, in a 2005 interview with the El Paso Times, County Sheriff Leo said, um, The way they got up and just walked away and left everything behind, the Russians or whoever sent them, probably told them to drop everything and go back. Some people said that they saw William take photos of Fort Bliss and the military shipments the on the trains that came there. Hmm. So my thing is like um at the time to- at the time that I was right researching this, I didn't really understand why he would just like pick Russians like out of a hat. Like why would Russians send them to a random base in Texas? But that's when like I was explaining that I was explained to that, like, the Cold War was mm-hmm. coming around, and we were fighting the Russians. Yeah. So, like, not just the Russians, but, like, Korea, uh, Russians, and, like, stuff like that. So, it made more sense to me why he was picking that. But, um, yeah. uh, and I wasn't entirely sure, like, what would they be doing at that base? Like, I understand it is an army base, yeah. but what, like, specifically about this base made people, like... Need to be wary about it. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it is still a, a base. You know, it is still an, an army base. But, and they also did own a photography business. So, he could have just That's a good cover-up, honestly. Yeah, it is, honestly. I mean, it is. You own a photography business. If anyone asks you why you're taking pictures oh, of the base, oh, it's just for, it's for, it's for yeah. my business. That's, like, an mm-hmm. excellent cover-up. <laughs> it is. Like... I didn't think about that, but, yeah. Um... So, theory two is that one killed the other and then fled. Uh, to me, this stems from the obvious fact that William had a mistress. Mm-hmm. Like, either Margaret 
got pissed off and it, yeah. you know hit him with something or pushed him and he had to Well, they both could have been spies and then they both found out and it would turn into a Mr. and Mrs. Smith situation. They started killing each other. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure, that, Smith yeah, I'm oh, sure okay. they both knew that they were spies. I'm talking about like like one, oh, spy, yeah, yeah. Like one was one a spy was for the spy, other while this yeah. one was a spy for that. And yeah. they were sent to spy on each other, but they didn't realize that. And that's how they met. That's why she well, didn't want to bring it up. That's why she didn't want to bring up how they met because she doesn't want to tell the truth Maybe. that she was also been spy. Unless <laughs> that they were just... Unless they weren't even a couple. Yeah, and they were just here. They were just put there. That's why they were just so freely, like, he was having an affair or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Like I said, but with all that aside, um, (laughs) I'm not sure if Margaret knew about the other woman, but it doesn't sound like uh, Will was really being all that secretive about it. Because, like, even his best friend was, like, nonchalant. Oh, yeah. You know, like. Yeah. He got into a fight while he was smooching around with his 20-year-old girlfriend. Like, you know. And um, maybe Margaret was upset at Will for cheating and murdered him. Um, You know. Reports uh, claim that Margaret was, like, a heavy drinker. And Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if maybe that was the reason why. Yeah. Um, And I'm also wondering if maybe he got tired of her and killed her. Maybe. You know, like... He already has an affair with somebody. And now, as far as I know, he didn't, like, after he disappeared, he didn't go to the mistress. So, it's not like they, like, met up later yeah. on. Yeah. At least not that I know of. Um, it's only his initials and the telegram that came back. So, it's very possible that one killed the, uh, their partner in the garage and then ran. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if they cleaned up all of it and just happened to miss that scalp in a a hurry yeah and then the friend yeah or not the friend the caretaker which could have also been a whole part of it like Mm -hmm. he knew what was going on he could have had a lot more to do with it yeah um on the night of the disappearance a neighbor a neighbor named jerry cash came to the house uh she's quoted in the el paso times of march 2013 so actually not really that long ago um she's quoted as saying I took some cookies to Miss Patterson, and she seemed very upset. It was the only time I had talked to her. The couple tended to keep to themselves. The husband seemed unhappy that I was in the house, and I left soon after leaving the cookies with her. Um, My opinion is that something was going on, like they were arguing or whatever, and she happened to, like, interrupt. Yeah, and who knows if maybe they were arguing about the mistress or if they were in the middle of escaping, like, when she stopped by. It could have been it, too. Yeah. Pushing her away, like, oh, get, you need to leave. Yeah. I mean, now. they were they were trying to keep up, a, you know, yeah. appearances, obviously. Yeah. And then she just happened to step in. Mm-hmm. Uh, theory three is people believe that both the couple experienced foul play at the hands of someone else. Mm. Kirkland Doyle. Mm-hmm. Or Doyle Kirkland, whatever his name is. Yeah. That's, like, I'm not... Definitely not saying it was his fault, because, you know... The world may never know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's possible, because why did he have their car? And why was he so nonchalant about it? And also, if... Because, like, the, I'm assuming that that was pa- the Patterson's only car, because mm-hmm. there's no other car mentioned. Yeah, so where so did they go? how did he... How did they leave... And he still had their car. Yeah, you know. And let me. I don't think any buses are running through nowhere. So I mean, there probably are, but no, still, maybe, I don't. But, you know, yeah. that's not really a a non suspicious way of leaving. Like yeah. somebody would have seen him get on the bus. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. 
Uh, the reason why people suggest this is the only life form left at the house. Margaret was dedicated to her cat, Tommy. She idolized him. Uh, the cat went everywhere with them. It was pampered and spoiled with the very best food, toys, etc. So it amazes people that she would actually just leave without him. Yeah. Uh, to a lot of people who studied the case, it's a strong sign of foul play. Yeah. Because she she was dedicated. Yeah. Like, I know how we are with our cats. Yeah. You know? Um, and of course, with the possibility of foul play, um, many people believe that the Patterson house is haunted. One paranormal investigator went into the house with a realtor to see if they could pick up anything. They brought an EVP recorder, which is the electronic voice phenomena recorder, mm-hmm. um, and captured what they claimed to be a voice talking that wasn't anyone's there, and also a woman screaming that wasn't audible when they did the walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, people try and do <laughs> investigate now, um, and so often that it actually deserved, disturbed the neighbors, and worse, the people who were living in the house. So, like, I don't know if they were, like, breaking in when the people weren't home, which is just yeah. messed up. Yeah, that's messed up. You, like, don't, you don't do that. Like, no. I don't I don't care how obsessed you are with the paranormal. Don't do illegal shit. Just don't. <laughs> don't break into somebody's house. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. Use, your, use common friggin' sense. I like, want to have proof. There are 50 people that have proof. You are not special. <laughs> well, no. And, like, the thing is, the people that lived in the house have no reports of paranormal activity. Like, none. The only paranormal activity that I could really find, I didn't go too deep into it, but the only paranormal activity I could find is this one person that went through with a realtor. So, I'm not saying that they don't have credible evidence, but there's not a whole lot of evidence. Yeah. So, just don't go (laughs) through people's houses. Yeah, don't do that. I don't even know if the 3000 um, Piedmont Drive now is even the same house. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um... And then my th- my final thoughts is, like, this case blows my mind. Like, it started out with us just looking at a picture, and then we went down the... I went down this rabbit hole of, yep. like, oh, maybe this one did this, and then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this one murdered that one, and <laughs> it just blew my mind. Um, I can't really honestly, like say whether or not courage was based off of this story like i mean it, it might have like it, it might have been twisted like it, it, you know middle of nowhere might have been a thing and yeah. i think i think what the whole was was they did use those two as a thing and all the weird stuff that yeah. was supposedly being reported i feel like the only reason why they call it courage to cowardly dog and not courage to cowardly cat is because <laughs> because cats, cats are, are already <laughs> well, no, they, no no the cats are already pretty cowardly as it is like you go somewhere if they're not used to they will scatter dogs are supposed to be like the yeah. defenders yeah. so like the fact that he was a coward or he was afraid of everything made the wordplay a lot better roll off the tongue but yeah. better than it's like Courage the Cowardly Dog versus Courage the Cowardly Cat. Like, it just... The dog I mean, sounds... They, they both I mean, work. <laughs> but the, the dog one sounds yeah. more like... like yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Cowardly Dog? Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> but I just don't... I don't know if they were the actual reason. Yeah, why, Like, know. you know. Because they're... With the whole Skinwalker thing, I couldn't find anything that these guys were suffering from anything like that. Mm-hmm. And they weren't in the middle of nowhere. They were in a regular, like, neighborhood. They had yeah. neighbors that were close so it's not like it's it's very different yeah and then with the case itself i can't really tell what happened to them like didn't you say a while ago that the place was close to roswell too um it's in texas uh or it's in yeah it's in texas so it's not fairly it's not crazy close because um 
Roswell is in New Mexico. So, I mean, it's like yeah. right across the border. Yeah. I was going to say, because if it was close to Roswell, it could have also been another thing that happened. Yeah. But. I mean, there were people that said that, like, there were, like, mm-hmm. UFO yeah, that's why I was asking, parts yeah. with it. But I couldn't really find anything on that. Yeah. Um, I just don't, I, I can't say for sure what happened to these guys. Because yeah. every possible, I mean, there are definitely possible, everything has a possibility. Yeah. Like, there's a possibility that their friend killed them. There's a possibility that one of them killed each other, you I know? I mean, it could have all been just one, you know, one sequential mm-hmm. story just broken into pieces yeah. for excitement. <laughs> like, yeah. And then there could have been an unknown person that yeah. was in there and we'll never know. Yeah. What if Reginald... Their uh, caretaker killed them. Yeah, I was. It's always the he butler. Didn't, he didn't get anything. <laughs> Reginald. That's the thing. No one got any yeah. of their like. Well, money maybe or maybe anything. maybe with him maybe with him being the caretaker, he got tired of like, their arguing and her fuck her being like drunk and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and them constantly fighting. And he was like, "Look, yeah. I mean, I know y'all are paying me, but y'all are getting old, and it needs to stop. And I'm gonna put a stop to it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So. Every, you know, every, anything's a possibility yeah. at this point. <laughs> so, well, so that's basically it for this episode. Um, I yeah. was just really interested in it. It's different than what we're used to. Yeah, um, it's always good to have you know variation, you variety, know? variety. That's what people call it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, let me know what you guys think. Let yeah. me know if yeah. you guys want more of like mysterious disappearances. Yeah, I already know of one that I really want to talk about. It's the Taylor Granger one. Um. A long story short, he started having dreams that aliens were gonna come and um take him, and he huh. ends up disappearing. Oh, I, 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 talk, I remember you. Yeah, yeah I remember I'm gonna talk a, a lot more about it, but that's yeah. just like a really yeah. short story. But yeah. um, huh. yeah, interesting. That's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Yep. Thanks so get... much for listening. Yeah. If you, if you liked it, make sure you let us know, or if you can, I yeah. still don't know if you can. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Make sure you follow on on Spotify. Yes. You uh, subscribe on YouTube, like on YouTube, follow us on Twitch. Yeah, do all, <laughs> uh, I'm everywhere. So if every you, social media platform. <laughs> yeah. So if you type in the haunted Co- uh, the haunted cafe podcast, I'm gonna show up probably somewhere. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like like we all like I always say, look for the little circle with the ghosties and the coffee mugs. Yep. <laughs> all right. We'll all see right. you guys. See you guys.